So welcome to Creature Crunch, the podcast where we watch some creature features and then we pop a monster into a, some sort of machine and crunch it down into a stat block for your favorite R- RPG, and uh, if your favorite is, of course, D&D 5th edition. <laughs> and uh, it's becoming more and more apparent that it's not for a lot of people. <laughs> no. Lies. D&D is the only one. <laughs> anyway, my name is Matt. And I'm the other one. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get this started, so... So, Chris, what are we watching this week? Well, this week we watched the Blob 1988 remake of the the original Blob from... 1954. 54, thank you. I I wanted to say 58, and that sounded wrong. The Godzilla year. Yeah, the Godzilla. (laughs) The year of Godzilla and a Blob. (laughs) What a good year. (laughs) So, uh, I know that when we were talking about it last week... um, we, uh, I, I, I think I mentioned that I had seen bits and pieces of the blob mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. way back when. Uh, it turns out I was thinking of the 54 uh, version. The I had one. not seen anything yeah. of the, the 88 film. Uh, I didn't know it existed until you brought <laughs> it up. And so when I watched it... Um, <laughs> Were you a little shocked? <laughs> I was a little surprised. Yeah, I was a little yeah. surprised. I, I, didn't, I, I guess I didn't entirely under, know what to expect, but I definitely didn't expect the... Uh, the gratuity, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's it's definitely ramped up from the original one from the '54 version. I mean, but the practical effects are unimpeachable in this movie. No, I think. they are fantastic. They they very much reminded me a lot of John Carpenter's The Thing. Right, right. Um, I mean, that makes sense. Same kind of time zone. Yeah, but yeah. but they were a lot more visceral than I I was prepared mm-hmm. for. So yeah, uh, content warning: if you do want to watch the Blob. Uh, it is pretty graphic. It's graphic, and one thing I did forget is that there is a date rape scene in it, or attempted date rape yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah, wasn't that? I, that wasn't oops, great. That so, was on. That was on me. I forgot to mention that. Yeah, um, I, 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 but I definitely want to start hitting just quick content warnings. In yeah, the definitely, these, definitely. For this one. I mean, horror movie fans pro- have probably a sturdier constitution than well, most other people. Yeah, but and it's still, I would say this is our our definite first like pure monster movie. Like, Eve, Alien and Sweetheart are, like, are almost more thrillers than they are, like, straight-up horror movies in a lot of ways. No, I, I would, I'm inclined to agree. They, this this is just a straight-up, like, monster movie. Like, yeah. this is what you would think of when you think of a monster movie. Monster rampages through town, eats a lot of teens. Yeah, yeah, and you can definitely tell that it was also stylized in the sense of, like, the popcorn. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Popcorn flip, flick with just the, the almost slasher-like mm-hmm. um kind of tendency of the blob and, and the absolute glee with which they depict every single death in this movie very much so very much so whereas the other two are a little bit more subdued right so uh yeah so just a quick content warning um and of course as always a uh, spoiler warning if you do have an interest in 
watching this one and you have not seen it yet, uh, mm -hmm. just to turn that turn this uh, episode off. Yeah, um, we will be discussing the spoilers of it. Yeah, yeah. But yep. Um, I mean, but but well, I mean, first, let, let, like, let's say what we you know would would you recommend watch somebody watch this? Uh, I actually would. Yes, absolutely. If you are a fan of those types of movies, mm -hmm. if you if you're not grossed out by the kind of the graphic mm -hmm. nature of the a movie like this then absolutely it's a fun flick i mean it's, it's like like i said watching it for the practical effects alone is just a study of what you can do with that sort of filmmaking techniques is worth it alone i think it's like so good yeah absolutely aspect. the practical effects are jaw-dropping straight up like they are mm -hmm. like i mean that's what happened to me and yeah i mean this is well, especially since you weren't expecting any of those like yeah it was i, I in, it, it was quite the shock <laughs> yeah it's been a long time since i've seen it in and, a good way and uh mostly where i watched it was on like the sci-fi channel and uh like usa late movies where it was edited and they had a lot of the death scenes in there but they were always edited like you didn't see the full thing you maybe saw a flash of it or the aftermath or something like that I, I had seen the, the full movie before, but like even now, I was like, "Oh wow, I can't! I forgot about this part." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it took me by surprise, but in in a good way for sure. Like right. I, I definitely enjoyed it. The date rape, rape scene was it, it that it, was it started like definitely pushing uncomfortable. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it doesn't fortunately go all the way. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, l l let's just say that the attempted uh, rapist is uh, he gets his just desserts, but yeah. Um, but uh, but no, I mean I, I mm -hmm. absolutely enjoyed the movie. Uh, it was a lot of fun, uh, very entertaining, uh, surprisingly fun cast. Yeah, um, the, the just a, a list of very good character actors in this movie, and Shawnee mm -hmm. Smith, uh, who <laughs> is a very good actress in and of herself. Yeah, like, and she did great. She she was really movie. good. She like was really I good. didn't put two and two together that she was the main person in this movie, and like she's also like one of the main characters in the Saw franchise. Right. And, like, for one thing, it blew my mind that she's been acting that long. Like, <laughs> I didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Definitely check, recommend checking yep. out the movie if you haven't. Uh, if you have no interest, though, uh, go ahead and trudge on. There will be spoilers, though. But... <laughs> Come on, listen to this synopsis of a movie you don't want to watch or... <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, if anybody's like me, then they're out yeah, there. I, 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 I know gotcha, how that I gotcha. is, so... But yeah, um, we'll we'll get into spoiler territory now. Uh, future Matt, why don't you put in some gross, squishy sounds right now to cut? Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Future Matt. I know this is just a place. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, but uh, real quick, I did want to cover. Well, uh, if you do want to watch this one. Uh, you can, uh, at least at the time of this recording, you can mm -hmm. check it out on Amazon Prime. Uh, you have to rent it, unfortunately. Rent it or buy but, it, yeah. Um, but if, if that's the best way that we found to watch yeah. it. I was looking for, like, actual Blu-rays and stuff, and I don't think there's a print in U.S. territories at the moment. I know that Shout Factory, I think, has released it in the past, but I don't think it's in print at the moment. Okay. So, yeah, uh, I'd recommend just streaming it on, on Yeah, streaming it is, is the best Prime. way. Uh, you can find it on Amazon or, I believe, YouTube through okay. through Google's uh, video service there. Sure, sure. Uh, that's how we watched it at any rate was yeah. Amazon. But uh, um, So let's talk about some of the the development of the movie, I suppose. Um, yeah. I, I didn't delve up a huge amount of information other than it was directed by... Uh, Chuck Russell, who... And, like, we, we, this blew my mind yeah, when we, you were telling me about this. <laughs> like, we, 
before we started researching it, we're like, okay, Chuck Russell, you know, Chris, you mentioned that he didn't have a... Uh, uh, he didn't have a uh, TV tropes page. Yeah, so, so it's, it's like, like, okay, okay he, sure, he's directed nobody, this, nobody and then maybe director. some TV stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then I looked into it, and it's like, okay, no, he directed Nightmare on Elm Street 3. It's like, okay. okay that's, that's a good that's movie. Pretty, I like that. Yeah, and then and then uh, he directed The the Mask. <laughs> Jim Carrey's The Mask. Jim Carrey's The Mask. Yeah, uh, um, that... <laughs> yeah didn't expect that. <laughs> kind of came out of left field. Um, yeah, but and then, I don't and know. Then... Like... I can kind of see like a larval mask in the blob in a lot of ways. Just I, like with, I definitely see what you like mean. the sense of humor with the the effects and stuff like that, and like the fact that it should be disturbing at the same time. It's really funny in places. Yeah, like yeah, I no, can kind of see a larval blob or a larval can, mask here. Yeah, you can like see shades of each. Yeah, of, of what one. he's going to be doing in in six years. Right, um, but then. And then he really threw another curveball. He, he, he really <laughs> zagged on us on this one uh, when he uh, he also directed the Scorpion King. Yeah, with uh, Dwayne the Dwayne Johnson, D- Dwayne the Computer Man, <laughs> the, 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 CG, the CGI the terrible CGI effect, CGI terrible effect Johnson. Yeah, that's right. Ooh, yeah. Man, <laughs> so that I, was... I do have an affinity for that movie. Like it's terrible. <laughs> it follows up the 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 mummy movies, which are really fun. Mm-hmm. But I still like it has a place in my heart just because it's really bad. It's <laughs> It is one of the jaw-droppingly bad movies. Yeah, but, uh, and it has sequels. Like and, that's what gets me. <laughs> yeah, and and the fact that that Mr. Russell was tied to all of these was just mind-boggling. You okay? My water tasted weird. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I got dust in it or something. Ooh, Blah. Don't do that. Um, and then uh, so the lead characters, uh, the only two that I really had note on were mm-hmm. of course Shawnee Smith. Uh, she plays Meg Penny in the uh, in the film. Um, and then, of course, like you kind of said earlier, she would go on to play Amanda in the Saw films. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she does a really good job in, in in this. I think she does pretty good in Saw films. So that's I haven't seen the, the like the full oeuvre of the Saw movies. I know you went through like last year during quarantine. You went through and watched all of them except yeah. for Spiral, yeah. which wasn't out at the time. Right? Surprisingly entertaining. I, yeah. I mean, that's a different con- conversation yeah, 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 entirely. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I was kind of surprised, but. But yeah, no, that was interesting with Shawnee Smith. Um, and then we have uh, Kevin Dillon as Brian Flagg, mm-hmm. who is best known for playing apparently a Johnny Drama Chase in the uh, comedy series Entourage, which... Never uh, seen. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the movie. I know nothing about Entourage. I'm going to I'm gonna echo that as well. Yeah. I am unfamiliar. It, it was on a TV station I didn't have at the time. I think it was on Stars, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, no, HBO. H- HBO? Yeah. yeah. I, I've never had HBO, so... Yeah, same. I, I, I could not have watched it at the time, and it's just not really my genre. Like. Yeah, right, right. No, that's that's exactly it. I, I know uh, next to nothing about yeah, it. But. Unless someone, like, violent, eats somebody in one of those movies or one of those shows, like, I, it's, yeah. it's not my wheelhouse. Not not really a series that I, I get into yeah. either, but uh, I'm sure like, that... I've, I've heard it's good. I know a lot of people who have affinity for it. Um, I've just never watched it. Mm-hmm. The internet tells me that uh, that Mr. Dylan is uh, best known for that, so who am okay. I to disagree? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know him best for the blob. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's where I'm at, uh, and that that good good eighties hair. Yeah, but uh, which right. was extensions. <laughs> <laughs> it, oh man. Okay. Well, uh, so we're gonna go ahead and jump into that. So final spoiler warning. Um, we're gonna talk about the plot now. Uh, Feature map. Put in those squishy sounds. <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, Chris, take us away. What uh, tell us? <laughs> tell us the plot of the blob. All right. So um, we open on the movie and we swoop in through what looks like a ghost town. 
but it turns out everyone is at the football. It's everybody is football. Everyone is at this high school football game. It's not a very big town, but everyone is there for the football game against out of town players. I'm assuming because I I can't imagine this place is more than one high school. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I know that Hollywood doesn't really understand how small towns do. Right. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, uh, it's your basic high school movie stuff. You got football players going after the cheerleaders, and some, and then uh, who looks like our main character, Mr. Paul, is uh, tackled into a bunch of drinks that are left precariously yeah, near the football field. Just like it's like they're in the middle of the field. It was a very very odd choice. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know much about. I wouldn't football. have put it there, but hey, I, I am not. <laughs> I am not a children's football coach. In case, which is, in case them, yeah. uh, in case the players get thirsty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Paul gets knocked through the drinks. And I'm pretty sure he gets concussed. <laughs> he's playing football. He guaranteed he got concussed yeah, yeah, yeah. at some point. But it's the '80s, and he's playing football. Like that kid is. Yeah, but not I mean, long it, for this it, world. It's definitely establishing him as our main character. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's the all-American kid. Yeah, and he, you can tell he's getting. He's even though he's he's he is football. Uh, he's also getting a little bullied a little bit. Well, he, he's I getting mean, pushed around by his friend Scott. Yeah. Yeah, and and you can tell he's got a crush on the cheerleader. Uh huh. And so. she kind of likes him, and he asks her out, and it's kind of cute and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then we get a uh, look at another one of our main characters, uh, Mister Flag. Yeah. Who is uh, riding his bike and looking real cool, and he's got a long, curly mullet thing. Yeah, he's the he's, eight, eighties hair. Eighties hair. Eighties hair. This is like an eighties movie, like. Oh my gosh. It's a period piece. It's yeah. an unintentional period piece. Yeah. It's a very specific snapshot of 19 late 80s America. But yeah, uh we get Flag and he riding his motorcycle, he crushes a beer can and throws it in the woods so he's a litterer. Ooh, bad. Ooh, Woodsy's going to kick his ass. Yeah, he's going to die first, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh he tries to do a cool jump over a ravine and doesn't eat chickens out. Yeah. I mean, but wipes out anyway. And then we see, like, another character. We see uh, the garbage collector. Um, is, I, that, is that what he's credited as? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Because, like, I've seen him, like, called the hobo sure. in other stuff. Which, I mean, for one thing, isn't a great term to call somebody. No. But also, he has a house. <laughs> he does. It, he, he's not unhoused. He, no. he has a house. He's, he's just, just off the grid. He lives off the grid. He's, he's got a bunch of hubcaps stapled to his house, and he wears frying pans on his feet. Yeah, pan feet. Pan feet. That's, that's what I refer to him as. Yeah. Pan feet. Uh, he puts frying pans on his feet, and he uses those to crush cans, yep, uh, yep. presumably to sell them later, because, you know, that's his job. I guess. I guess. I guess. I don't know. Or it's just a thing he does. He picks up after flag. Right. Uh, then we jump to the local diner, where we see our uh, the sheriff of the town, um whose name has escaped my head. Uh, Sheriff... I, I didn't write it down, so... I know I wrote it down. I know I wrote it down. Herb. Herb. His name is Herb. Okay, Sheriff Herb. Herb. Yep. Uh, he's trying to get with Fran, the server at the diner, mm-hmm. who is an absolute delight. I love Fran. She is, like, my favorite character in this movie. Yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed Fran a lot. Uh-huh. 
Like, I, I fully imagine, like, this film, like, okay, they're going to hole up in the diner, and we're going to have... Uh, right. We're going to have Paul and, and Fran and... And, uh, and Meg. And, and Meg, and, and yes, of course, Flag. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, it's going to be, like, a... Almost, almost like, like a, Shaun of the Dead. Exactly. Like, yeah. a zombie apocalypse thing. Like, Fran yeah, yeah. definitely came across as, like, the, the supporting lead. Right, right, right. So. And, she, and, like, she's kind of flirty towards the cop, a kind of... Kind of reserved. It's very, really cute. If, it felt genuine. Yeah, yeah. It she, very much felt genuine. I, I don't like, know if I've seen her in anything else, but she was really cute and good in this. I liked, I liked her a lot. It. I yeah. liked her a lot. Uh, then uh, he, Mr. Herb leaves the uh, diner, runs across Flag, tells him that, ooh, he's going to age up past Juvie pretty soon. He's going to go to the big house. Yeah. Because Flag man. is a known troublemaker in town. Well, yeah, we saw him littering, and yeah. he's got a motorcycle. And, and he that, smokes. And, oh, he's got gosh. a leather jacket. Such like, a, he is... He's a bad boy. He's a bad boy. Bad to the bone. Bad boy. Gotta turn him good. He can be fixed. I can fix him. <laughs> whoa, Chris, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Flag goes to his place of employment, Moss's, like, repair shop. Uh, we see Chekhov's snowmaker. Mm-hmm. And uh, Flag gets some tools to go and fix his crashed motorcycle yeah. out in the forest. Yeah. We flash back to a garbage collector, and the great big meteorite comes crashing down into town, and or out on the outskirts of town in the forest there. Mm-hmm. And I guess garbage collector is the only person to see it? It is out in the middle of the woods. I know, but it's it, like, I don't know. I think if a meteorite hit close to where we live, I'd notice... Maybe not. I sure as hell wouldn't. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> the sky is the enemy. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 suspension of disbelief. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Didn't, it, I didn't take note of that myself. So, I mean, then again, this is just this is what you do in in eighties sci fi. Right, it's right. Like, you gotta have it crash. Well, land, I mean, so. it, it's very much a throwback to like fifty style horror, right? Fifties and sixties, right? And like that's totally something that happens. They're like. Meteorite crashes overhead. There's the drunk in the forest. He drink, takes one last look of his bottle and he throws it in the woods and stuff like right, that. Right, right. This is a throwback to that. Okay, absolutely. So we, we flash back, or flash, flashback, flash over to uh, Paul and his friend Scott, who are at the pharmacy right before it closes. And Scott is trying to buy condoms because he is going to get with a girl tonight. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, the he goes to buy them. The farm uh, pharmacist gives him kind of a mean look. Now can I can I actually interject here really yeah, quick? Yeah, what um, you got? I freaking love the pharmacist. He's a cool character. I love him to death. Uh, when he first popped up, my very first instinct was, "Is that freaking Bruce Campbell?" Yeah. I was like, "No, no, no, no. That's not. That's clearly not Bruce Campbell." And then and then a little bit later, it was like, "No, he's got like hints of John Favreau." This is <laughs> so. It's like, oh my gosh, he's like the fusion. He's he's like Bron Campro or Juice. Bell? I, I don't like either of those. <laughs> but um, he, he's I, got a, a very distinct face. He does. He's he's got a very ch- like it's in a weird in a weirdly charming way. I kind of yeah, almost yeah. like a like like this is a guy I would like to know, but I also would not want to get on his bad side. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and then while Scott is buying the condoms, uh, the his reverend comes up to oh, give him a no, talking for. Nope, nope. And nope, this dude nope. from moment one don't is like, like, don't like yeah, Reverend. Yeah. He pops up. I remember the scene. He like pops up over his shoulder and he's yeah, got this big like look a little on his goblin. Face. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's, the look on his face yeah. is just like yeah. No, I want you to crawl back in the sewer where you came from, yeah, buddy. Yeah. Oh, he's, he, he's, he's just, 
Unpleasant. This, it's another thing where this actor is just so good at doing what he does. <laughs> he really brings a lot to what is an insignificant part. Yeah, no, I ooh, mm, didn't like it. Didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he starts to chew out uh, Scott for buying condoms. Scott blames it on Paul. And both the pharmacist and the reverend start giving Paul the mean looks at that point. Yeah, yeah. They, clearly, clearly this boy is... Well, we know what this boy's about. Yeah. yeah. Poor Paul. I feel bad for Paul. He kind of yeah, gets the short end of the stick in this good, movie. He's a good kid. He's a nice kid, so. yeah. And then is it is it then when we cut to the uh, to the the scene with at Meg's house? With yes, we do. Eating dinner and to the mother. And the mother tells the mother, Kevin not to eat with his face. Yeah, my favorite line <laughs> in the movie. Kevin, don't eat with your face. The, the hell am I supposed to eat with, Mom? Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I love that so much. It's such a bizarre line. Like I I understand she's like don't. Put your face into the food, but right? Right. You know the it, it, the implication is clear. The the uh, the communication is clear. Like yeah. I understand what she means, but the words it's the words that are just puzzling. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, can carry on. Uh, Kevin and his friend are uh, state their plans directly to the mom. To sneak into a movie tonight. Yeah, they want to go see a movie, but they they assure her there's no sex, there's no, um, I think it was no drugs or something. No, uh, bad words. Bad, bad words. words. Yeah. No no sex or bad words, as most you know horror movies are known for. Yeah, they're going to see the toolbox murders. I, I didn't something like catch that. It, it's not the actual toolbox toolbox murders movie, but it's it's a Jason knockoff. Yeah, but uh, and then she's like, no, don't. You, yeah, you, you can't. Fucking kids, don't no. do that. <laughs> I really like how we get all these short little vignettes for all the characters mm-hmm. to introduce our actually really large cast of characters in this Surprisingly movie. Surprisingly large. Especially compared to the past couple of movies we've done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this was a very limited by design. <laughs> yeah. As like really having to go through and be like, okay, there's how many characters in this movie? Oh, a million. Okay, okay, cool. Right, we got this. Right, right. <laughs> I don't have to keep track of seven people. Or yeah. two. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So... And and it, it establishes each of them pretty yeah, well. It do, like you, you know what each one of them's about, like right away. Yeah, I mean they don't. Most of them don't get a whole lot of screen time, but it doesn't feel like it matters. Yeah, because they they establish the character mm-hmm. so well. Mm-hmm. So in I fact, mean, I think every, that the mother's only in like this one scene. If not, she's in I, this scene, and then later at the town hall, she gets a sh- real short one. Yeah, but like at the same time, I feel like I've known her the entire movie. Yeah, you know so. exactly. Everyone is like very tropey, mm-hmm. but. In a good way. In a good way, because it's a send-up of those type of movies. Absolutely. And you know what each character is about when you see them. And it, it's what makes the rest of the movie really surprising and, and fun. Mm-hmm. When they subvert those those tropey things, and when what happens, happens. Right. <laughs> so, after uh, after after the meal, yep. um, Brad comes to pick up uh, Meg. Up, yeah, picks up Meg. And then we get the reveal that the pharmacist is Meg's dad. Oh my god, I love That's that That's a reveal. great scene when like, he just drops the paper. Yeah, I, I certainly wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Paul wasn't expecting it. Like, Paul and I were one and the same at that. Yeah, he just yeah. drops the paper, and of course the audience knows. Ribbed. <laughs> yeah, because like, Paul doesn't know that his, his friend uh, kind of threw him under the bus. Yeah. Um, but that, that pharmacist, uh, Mr. Um, Mr. Penny? <laughs> Mr. Penny, yes. Um, <laughs> Mr. Camprow. Uh, he uh, he just drops that paper and looks up, and it's yeah. just... He sells it with his face. It was oh, perfect. Oh, yeah. Like I said, he's got a great face. <laughs> yeah, he does. But, oh, man. It, it, got, it got a good laugh out of mm-hmm. me. So. Uh, Paul and Meg go on their date. 
Um, we jump back to Flag for a moment, and Flag's working on his motorcycle in the middle of the forest in the dark. Without a light. Without a light, which is the best way to work on motorcycles from Obviously. what I hear. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. mean, uh, I'm not a mechanic, but no. uh, I know people who are, and yeah. they say that if you can't see, you can't screw it up. That's yeah. the, like the, <laughs> that is the mechanic's code, I'm Yeah, they sure. wear blinders like a horse. <laughs> they, just, they put on sleeping masks during the day just to... Just to Go in and fix yep. them motorcycles. Uh, so, Flag hears something in the forest. He turns on a light. I think it's the motorcycle's headlight, if I'm not mistaken. Uh-huh. Yeah. Correct, correct. And he starts flashing through the forest. We get a tree scare, which is really funny. Where he flashes it on the tree and just, ding, scare cord. And it, yeah. No, it's a tree. It's a tree. Yep. Uh, but what happened was our garbage collector friend went to investigate the meteorite mm-hmm. and got... Some goopy on his hand. Yeah, that that stuff just leapt right up on his. Yeah, hand. he got a got a boogie on his hand. Yeah, he's he got a can't shake it off. He's got a he's got a blob mitten. Yep. And then he has to show Plague uh, how good he can cut his hand off. Yeah, like he he <laughs> ran through the woods because I mean presumably this doesn't take place anywhere near like the the, the like motorcycle we, crash and the 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 meteorite crash sites are clearly in two different locations. Yeah, I, I can't imagine they're too far apart because that's kind of like in the garbage collector's backyard. Right, but, but, I mean, it, it, yeah. but still, it's just it was just really funny because, yeah, the pan feet comes over to flag mm-hmm. and it's it's supposed to be that kind of the payoff to the, the fake-out scare where all of right. a sudden, ooh, there's a guy, and yeah. ooh, his hand is goopy, and then he just... And he has he an axe. <laughs> he has an axe, and then he decides at that point, he's like, hey, hey, Mr. Flag, check me, check this out, I'm gonna cut off my hand. Yeah, whap. <laughs> just... I call it an axe, it's not. It's like a little hatchet, well, like yeah. you'd give a Boy Scout. <laughs> yeah, just a little hand axe. A little hand axe, a little hatchet. It doesn't cut off his hand. Does not. The but blob. it does make him bleed a little. Yeah, and uh, giving the blob the taste of blood, I guess? I don't know. Like, like it, it was really Is weird. this the point where the blob goes bad? Like, if they could have convinced it to get off of the garbage collector's hat, would, hand, would it have been a pal? Maybe. It was just trying to shake his hand. Yeah, it was it's just, just like, ooh, yeah. this is the indigenous life here. Let's let's get become familiar. and then. Ooh, oh, no, they're tasty. Yeah. <laughs> Flag and the garbage collector run out into the street in front of Paul and Meg. Garbage collector gets hit by Paul's car. Yeah. Flattens him. Yeah. So they... <laughs> to, to really add insult to injury. Yeah, like... Or injury to injury. <laughs> for injury to further injury. Yeah. Um, so we take garbage collector to the, the hospital. hospital. And they, and they we bring get, flag. They bring yeah, flag. They bring flag they, because... There's clearly... Like, I think this is the first time that they interact and there's a clear animosity between... Right. Between both Meg and Paul and Flag. Like, yeah, the, they, the, the they couple, all go to the same high school, yeah, you can and they, tell. And the couple really dislikes Flag, especially Paul. I mean, yeah. you get that feeling. But uh, they're like, hey, I, I hate you. Get in. Yeah. <laughs> well, I kind of understand where they're coming from because it's like, okay... Flag was a witness to what happened. That's fair. They can probably he can probably explain what the hell's going on with his hand, if nothing else. So probably. I, I kind of get why they want him to come along. <laughs> right. He don't want to, but they kind of frog right. march him into it. Yeah. Uh, and then we go to the hospital and we see the American medical system on fine display. It's good to know it hasn't changed in forty years. Yeah. The uh, the nurse at the station, like they come in and this this uh, you know pan feet's got this goopy yeah. stuff on his hand and he's a big. I mean, I, I don't know if you can see it very well, but he tried to cut off his hand. He's, he's got clearly some in, sort of hand wound. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been clearly, hit by a car. <laughs> he clearly needs, you know, like, emergency, emergency medical, medical attention. attention. And she's just like, what insurance do you have? Yeah, Blue it's Cross. Like, yeah, it's like, oh. Oh, oh man. Oh. Yeah, like, that's a... America represent. Yeah, like, that's... <laughs> 
I had to go to the emergency room last summer, and yeah, no, that's basically that's, what happens. That's what it is. That's, they don't, yeah, they don't care. I wasn't quite that bad, but <laughs> I was still in a lot of pain at the time. And they were like, no, no, you have to fill out all these forms, give us your insurance card. And I'm just like, get my fucking guts better. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I'm, that's that's kind of what's going on here. And then, yeah. And then Flag leaves. Yeah. Like, he leaves, and he's just like, you know where to find me. He's like, N- well, in the woods? I assume <laughs> like, he has an address of some kind. We never see it. We never see it, but I assume he does. <laughs> he's, he's even more homeless than uh, than Panfeet is, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. We, we hear about his mother later, so I, you know, I assume that there's a place where they all live. I don't know. But uh, leaving Paul behind to fill out all of these medical forms for the garbage collector. Yep. So th- this is shaping it to be one hell of a first date for Port Meg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You feel for him. Yeah, yeah. It, but Meg's taking it in stride. You know, she's, she's a good girl. She, like, they really are like the all-American couple for, right, like, right. You to flash back to that the 50s thing. Like, these are definitely our main characters. Nothing bad is going to happen to them. Absolutely. Well, I mean, th- bad things are going to happen they're gonna, around they're gonna, adjacent gonna, to them. They're going to be witness. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they're going to be fighting tooth and nail. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see their struggle for survival. Paul goes to get Meg a soda and looks in at the garbage collector and sees what looks like his torso trying to crawl away. <laughs> yeah. His torso's making a break for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's stuff going on under that sheet. That's yeah. For sure. So Paul goes to check it out and... Uh, he, he opens up the. He pulls open the the sheet and, and uh, there's uh, no garbage collector is half the man he used to yeah, be. Yeah, there ain't no torso there. Yeah. Um, and I, I did really enjoy this scene because Paul immediately runs to the doctor. The doctor is having a like a, a conversation with with presumably another patient. Um, well, it it's the patient's spouse. Like right. I got this. Like it was very clear what was going on. The her husband had some sort of surgery done, and they were like. Discussing how to go about physical therapy for him. Sure, sure. Like it was very much. Paul walked in on another movie. <laughs> right, right. And 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 it really that again the world building. I think yeah, is really good it's really it's like, good. Okay, this is a this is a living breathing world. And of course the the doctor's like, excuse me, I'm with somebody. And then Paul is just like, no, 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 no. You need to you, you need to right, see this. <laughs> you need to come right now. This ain't cool. Yeah, no. And and I I, I just I got a lot of believability out of that. Yeah, scene. I really enjoyed that. But uh, so yeah, they go back and uh, and they see the, that. Yeah, garbage collector isn't. Yeah. feet's not doing so hot. No, no, he's pretty well gone at this point. And then what? What is it like? Paul is filling out some more forms or something like that. I can't or like, is he calling? I can't remember like what he's doing next. When I think he calls. If, he, remember, he makes if call. memory serves, he goes through the phone. Okay, and we see uh, a much bigger blob starting to droop down behind him in a little pod, like mm-hmm. a pseudopod. Mm-hmm. And well, Paul, get out of there! Yeah, there, Paul. You better escape, buddy. Oh, he don't. Well, it cuts away. We don't know. He might be okay. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> no, he, he, Chris, I have to believe. No, he's not. <laughs> but he's our main character, Chris. No, oh, man. no, he is the fake-out main character. Oh, he it. is our first named kill. Yeah, yeah. Meg, Meg goes in, and and that's a shot. <laughs> that's that is when that that's what separates this movie like from the pack. Uh, yeah. You get it. You get the shot of Paul like bur- trying to burst out of the blob and, and just being suffocated. In his there. oh man, like suffocated and dissolved at yeah, the same time. His his melty face was quite the effect. Like yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's and it, it like it's all practical stuff. That was mm-hmm. the actor in there like 
trying to breathe. Yeah, if if uh, if memory serves, I was doing a little bit of research and I saw that uh, it wasn't supposed to be the actor in there um, yeah. during that scene when uh, Shawnee went in to mm-hmm. investigate, and she was legitimately shocked to see the actor in there. Yeah, yeah. So and that's so a very her, raw. Yeah, response. it is a very genuine reaction. Um, and it, it, oh man, it, it's effective. It is it, very, yeah. very effective, and that's that is where you realize what this movie's about. Uh huh. So this isn't a 1950s monster movie. This isn't you know the teens team up to destroy the monster. This is a slasher movie, right? It was who boy. This is a slasher movie with impressive practical effects. <laughs> Cops so, come on the scene, and uh, Meg is sent home with her family. The, the blob is just. Gone. The blob is gone. He's missing. I, He's MIA at the moment. I had to assume that they arrested the blob. <laughs> Put his sheet over him and hustle him in the yeah, back of a police station. They had to have. I mean, he's murdered two people. He, yeah. I, I'm sure the police will nip this in the bud. They, they yeah. got him arrested. They're going to do their due diligence. <laughs> and as we all know, we can trust the police to do anything. Yeah, no. The, the police are... I can't finish this sentence No, already. you can't. <laughs> so, uh, But they did arrest the blob, for sure. Yeah. Oh, Oh, wait, no, oh, no, they, no they arrested Flag. my bad. Well, they, they bring Flag in for questioning. They don't arrest him, because that's a, that's a plot point. That's fair. But it's like, what? why are they bringing Flag in, other yeah, than he's, he's like, just... the known bad boy in the town? Well, because he was he was there briefly. Yeah, he, he, he was, was... He was a, he's a suspect, because he, he set foot in that hospital, and is clearly capable of melting a dude. Yeah, does he have a history of dissolving people? Right. Like... <laughs> They I mean, get up to dissolving hijinks in high school. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's, like, on one hand, I understand the logic of, okay, he's obviously a witness of some kind. Bring him in. And then they're like, no, you murdered these people. You you're melt, a murderer. You you're a melt murderer. You melted the man. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's kind of implied later on that there is no body. But... but yeah. <laughs> they, There's an awful... Like, they... Herb later says, like, they can't charge him with anything mm-hmm. there's no motive there's no evidence there's no blood on him at all there's yeah. no way he could have done this and the deputy's like yeah but he's flag <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know they they didn't I, I did notice that they did not check his ability to dissolve a man yeah they they didn't so. but it's like how do you how do you prove that what if he just decides not to like i, I don't know how to melt this man I, i'm not can. a cop i don't know oh okay that's their job not mine yeah but and they're bad uh, at it so then we get to uh, well, we, we, we get a little bit of an interrogation between mm-hmm. the two, um, and Flag has, uh, actually, is that, maybe I'm jumping ahead, hold on. Well, the, Oh, yeah, no, I am jumping ahead, yeah. I am jumping ahead, because they're they're in the middle of the interrogation, and that's when we cut to the bad scene. Yeah, yeah. That's when we cut to... Scott and Vicky? I Vicky. didn't, I didn't Vicky. catch her name. Yeah, and... They're making out in a car, getting drunk. Well, Vic, it's implied that Scott has slipped Vicky something. Like, because she's she very does, like spacey. She's out she, of it. She is. She is like three steps removed, and yeah, and she he seems kind of pass out by the when he goes to get some drinks. But yeah, yeah, and he has an entire like mixology thing in his trunk, and like, yeah. and he does that statement where it's like, "Oh, you're wearing my ring. That means you're my girl." And then he's got that Ziploc baggie full of class rings, yeah. and it's just like, "Oh, this dude. This is the." Easiest man I've yeah, ever seen. I, I hate it's this so kid. gross. I hate this kid. 
yeah, this guy's nasty. Mm-hmm. He is and then, so nasty. And, and we stay we stay on that scene for such an uncomfortable amount of time. It's not great. <laughs> I mean, he, he goes back into the car. He notices she's asleep, and he starts... Well, I, I don't think she's asleep. <laughs> well, okay. He thinks she's asleep. He thinks she's he asleep. Thinks she's asleep. He, yes. starts, he starts unbuttoning her he blouse. Start, yeah, he starts molesting her. And it's, it's like, like, she's a corpse, dude. It doesn't go, it doesn't go too far, No, but it but goes... It's enough. It's, it's enough. The intent is there. And yeah. I want the kid to die already. And, and uh, then he does. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> All right, from, we see the blob coming towards the car, like rustling in the grass like it's a Pokemon or something. <laughs> and yeah, it's like, yes, come on, blob, do it. Do it, Blob! Yeah. And then Blob does. Yeah. But, I mean, then then we have the, we have the second, like, most intense scene that we've seen uh, up to this point. Or the second, uh, we have the second instance of, like, crazy good practical effects. Yeah. Because, like, he's reaching down her shirt, and she she turns her head, and uh-huh. her head is, like, concave. Her face is, like, it's like she, she uh, swallowed an entire lemon. Right, um, right. <laughs> And uh, and then here comes Blob. Yeah, it's it's uh, it, yeah, oh, man, it's, yeah. But you know like what? I said you can tell they had a blast designing these death scenes. Absolutely, absolutely. And then uh, and then we get the satisfying death of Mister uh, Mister uh, Would Be Rapist. Yep. Bye, um, Scott. If only this would happen to all rapists, the world would be a better place. We need a Blob. <laughs> blob against rapists. <laughs> Uh, we cut back to Meg's house, and we get the really bizarre scene where Meg's dad is blaming Paul for melting. <laughs> I knew he was a bastard. He melted. <laughs> Instead of taking good care of my daughter. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really funny because he's still like bearing that grudge against Paul for what Scott said. Right. And then it's like, ooh, I knew he was no good. He was a melter from day one. <laughs> It's just really funny. Uh, they're trying to get Meg to calm down because, you know, her boyfriend melted in front of her mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the, the melter escaped. Yeah, I actually think this is the scene where they kind of imply that they, nobody actually knows what happened to Paul. Right. Like, they know he did, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I, well, but... there's blood. Like, I imagine there's blood. And she has, she has like, some on her hand. Right, right. But, uh, but this is where we start getting a little bit of info on, as to mm-hmm. why the blob wasn't arrested. Yeah, yeah. So the blob has escaped justice once again. Yeah. Blob, well, if he hadn't escaped justice, the though, blob is, yeah, I know the blob is a vigilante. Yeah, the he, blob exists in a gray area of the he's law. A, he's a uh, a loose cannon. That's the yeah, way. yeah. The yeah. blob is a loose cannon. They're uh, gonna have to turn in his badge and his yeah, no, blob. No, he's he's a loose cannon who fights by his own rules. Um, and you know what? I respect him. <laughs> he's not the the blob we need, but he's the blob we deserve. Exactly, or something. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Batman quote. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, but is it this, is it now that we cut back to the police station? Yes. So, and, uh... Well, we, we see the the blob, it, like, escape from eating uh, Scott and, and Vicky. Okay. And, it, for one thing, it's huge now. Mm-hmm. It growed, it growed big. It growed. And also, I don't know what Scott's ring is made of because it did not dissolve. That's, it's just floating around inside of it. <laughs> that's right. Well, it's, it's a plot point. So, I mean, it's, it's it's clearly made of pure skis. Yeah. And that doesn't dissolve well. Okay. Yeah. Or at least the blob doesn't want it. Yeah. It doesn't want it. Like, <laughs> it's going to eject it later. Yeah, it, it tastes bad, yo. Yeah, it, t- it tastes like yuck. But then we get to the, the police station. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the cops are being, or the deputy anyway, is being real rude to... To our friend Flag. To Flag. Gets him right up in his face. And I was like, like, is, is real close to punching him. Yeah, he was like, they were right there. And I remember having the thought, now kiss. 
And uh, I wasn't disappointed. No. <laughs> Flag just gives him a good old lick. It's really funny. Like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> got, that got me. I was like, eh, that's yeah. enough, I guess. So. But th- then Herb is like, we, we can't keep this guy. We know, like, we, we have nothing to keep him on. We can't. Herb is the rare reasonable cop. Yeah. Well, back then, they were a little... I don't know. <laughs> Small town cop. Well, yes. <laughs> Frick. This yeah, is hard. We can't do it, man. Movie cop. Movie cop. Movie cop. Movie yeah. Cop. Movie cop. Okay. Movie cop. <laughs> they're, they're either complete bastards or they're kind of okay. Yeah. So realistic or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get notes about this one. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I, just, I was just thinking that. <laughs> so, anyway. I'll field them. <laughs> All right, Chris, you are PR department. Oh, oh, wait, <laughs> You really no. want to do that, man? Nope. You want to stick me on social media? I'll do it. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Pulling that one back. Anyway, so uh, Flag does leave. He leaves the police yep. station because yeah, and they don't they don't have anything. They don't have anything. And Meg he is he clearly cannot melt a man. <laughs> that we know of. We never see him melt a man. Uh, Meg pulls up in a really nice looking VW Bug, and. Uh, is there to pay his bail on a credit card. And it's really funny because Flag just thinks that's the most adorable thing ever. <laughs> it's like, they're not going to take that, man. <laughs> right, right. I do think that she. it's funny that she pulls up while he's walking away from the police station. She's like, I, I'm here to bail you out. It's yeah. Like, oh, man. Nice thought. Meg, honey, I don't, I don't think you understand how this works. Meg does not know how police do. No. Oh, precious Meg. Yep. I, it's going to be sad when you turn out to be a killer in the Saw movies. <laughs> It's a traumatizing movie for her. Like, it really is. She goes bad after that. Um, so they go to Fran's diner. Fran is Fran and George are about to close the place, but Fran says, "Hey, have a sandwich and some dessert." Like, mm-hmm. I am, I am the Christ child in yeah, this movie. No, Fran, Fran is a saint. <laughs> She's so good. She is so good. Although I think there was a there was a scene I think that that Flag calls um, he calls Meg crazy. And she gets really, really upset. And he's like, he acts like super surprised. Like, why are you acting so hysterical? It's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe because you called a girl crazy moments after a very traumatic experience she's had. I mean. (laughs) And and then there's that scene where she's like, oh, you're just like the other ones. You're like, she says shit. She says shit. And Flag starts cracking up and Meg's like, what? What do you, what? What's wrong? And he's like, you just said shit. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just another Really good character moment between them. Mm-hmm. They're at the diner. Uh, Fran makes them some sandwiches after clothes because mm-hmm. bless Fran's heart. And then gives them some pie that she says that they're just going to have to throw away. Right. George is in the back cleaning dishes. And is that his name? Yep. His name is George. Okay. Cleaning dishes. Clean them dishes, George. He does. He's good at it. Oh, man. But that drain ain't draining. It, it's stuck. And Fran starts pumping at it for a while. And, oh, no, I like Fran. I don't want her to get blobbed. Right. Well, I mean, she's not going to. No, she's, because she hands the plunger off to George. Yeah, she hands it off. And it's like, okay, I know it, I know where this is going to go. Yeah, and I, I will miss George because he seems like a nice guy, too. He does. He does. But, I mean, you, you can just see the wheels turning. It's just like yeah, he's you, looking at it. You can see where this is like, heading. It's like, don't, please don't reach into that, this, that <laughs> One drain. of two it's things so is going to happen. One of two things is going to happen. He's either going to reach in there and get blobbed, or he's going to reach in there and someone's going to turn on the garbage disposal. Oh, I didn't think about that one. Yeah. I, for me, it was just icky. I have a thing with, like, dirty dishwater. Like, Yeah, it's gross. And then when you pull out phlegm from, <laughs> from it, it's even grosser. Right. And then the blob uh, pulls him in hand first yeah. into the drain. Like, 
That's well, a scene. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, he and he, it pulls him into the drain. Like not, uh-huh. it's not like it takes his arm off. It's not like it just. No, it pulls him in whole. Yeah, just, like I remember Fran. Fran comes back in, and it's just like he's just, he's just diving into that. Yeah. Saying, oh, "Come on, George. Now's not the time to be sticking your head in the drain. Come on." <laughs> <laughs> but, and then you see his sneaker just go down inside. Yeah. It, but again, like, this like, was, as goofy as it sounds, like the again the effects. It's are really good effects. Good. Uh, the green screen effects, however. Ooh, the green screen's bad. That's it's not a good time. Like I I know that like pretty much every movie that used a green screen back in that time period, it hasn't aged well. Right. But this one is like it's the, bad. The characters are fuzzy. <laughs> the, you, you, there's definitely a separation. Yeah. Um, and it, they they move like the green screen like the blob on the green screen doesn't move the way it should. Yeah. It doesn't. It just, it's a bad time. It, it, it completely, like, these are the only times that it, it removed my immersion completely. Right, right. It almost looks like, say, like old, uh, the original King Kong, where they would project the original movie behind them, and the actors would act in front of it, and, like, that it, sort of thing. Very it almost so. looks like that. Very, very much so, because, I mean, we get these scenes of the blob chasing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Flag and Meg down the hallway. And, and you can tell it's because they really couldn't do a full-sized blob for the entire movie, so mm-hmm. they would do it in miniature, and then... Yeah, it just, it didn't come out great. It, which it is, doesn't which look is the best. too bad, but it's, the it's not a deal breaker. Like, I can tell it looks like a small blob. Like, it looks like a realistic small blob. It gets the point across. But it doesn't look like a big blob chasing people. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But, um... And they, they take refuge in the in freezer. In the freezer, and blo- or, uh, Fran runs outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, she, she splits. Yeah. We see uh, the, that the blob does, in fact, have a weakness. It is weak to cold. Yeah, it doesn't like the cold. does not like cold. Uh, Flag hits it with, like, a wrench, and part of it breaks off. Yeah. So we get crystals of blob. Mm-hmm. Um, Fran is outside. She is in a toll booth trying to call the uh, sheriff's department. Right. Trying to... Because, to get a hold of her. Yeah, because we had we had a few, we had a scene where the sheriff was worried about her mm-hmm. and wanting to go back down to the diner and, and find her and and she's in the phone booth call, trying to call him. Right, and he's already there. Oh no, <laughs> he's he's all over the place. Man, I thought he was I thought he was going to be like as soon as Paul died, I was just like, oh, I guess the sheriff is kind of the main character. Well, you, that you was kind of see the that was her my coming process. in as like the cavalry almost. Right, like right. he's the one who's going to save him at the end with. A cold gun or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, his Mr. Freeze yeah, yeah. story. And then while Fran is in the toll booth, his body just goes boop against it, and it's super melty. Oh, yeah. Like, he is, it looks like somebody just took his skull and stretched. Yeah, like I he's mean, made again, good effects. I was Play-Doh. sad that it was an off-screen death. Yeah, like, I would have liked to have seen that happen, but... Oh, well. It's effective as it is. But I was very much more distracted by my concern for Fran. Oh, my gosh. This toll booth scene is terrifying. Poor like Fran. It is an honestly horrifying scene. Yeah. Like, it, it's not a like a kind of a funny kill. It's just a complete scary thing. Like, it's very yeah. scary. Yeah, very She's claustrophobic. In claustrophobic area. The blob is dripping over her. She just saw her, like, potential boyfriend's corpse bounce off of it and... The, the calls aren't going through, and then the blob busts in. It bursts, bursts in there, throttles her, and, and she's just gone. Yeah. Which yeah. which is really sad. I really like Fran. Uh, the blob escapes into the sewers. Mm-hmm. As you do. And uh, Flag and Meg use Flag's key, which is a brick, 
to escape from the inside of the diner. Right. It was locked. It was I don't locked. think we mentioned that. It was locked. No, the diner was well, locked. they're closing. Yeah. They're closed. And um, is, is it then where they, they meet the government? Uh, we're, it, we're getting close to that. Okay. Because the, what happens next is the reverend goes inside the diner. The reverend oh, right, shows right, up right. and he's like, hey, what's going on? Why is this diner all busted up? Goes inside. Uh, he sees a cat eating some jelly that Flag and Meg knocked over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he takes some frozen blob chunks. And he is way too excited at the prospect of somebody being hurt in this mess. Like, he, when he comes in, he's like, oh, is anybody hurt? Uh, <laughs> and it's just, no, dude, you're, uh, you're a creepo. Don't like this man. Don't like this man yeah. at all. Uh, Meg and Flag run to the uh, police station to try and get a hold of Herb or somebody. And we get a brief cameo by Scruff McGruff the Crime Dog. He's on a poster in the background about child abuse. Oh, I did not catch that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I actually remember that poster. Doling <laughs> <laughs> out some good yep. wisdom. Okay. But uh, the secretary at, or whatever you want to call it, receptionist. Reception. That's, the, that's the word I'm looking yeah, for. The, the receptionist. Yeah, she tells them that the deputy is out in the woods with a team looking for whoever killed Paul. Mm-hmm. So they rush out there to try and tell him that, you know, hey, everyone's dead and there's some big blobby thing eating everyone you should probably come help us with that right and that's when the military shows up okay well yeah the uh the all of the people in hazmat suits yeah yes scientists with guns yeah they say they are here on a microbe hunt Mm -hmm. we're introduced to dr meadows who has a base that i instantly trust like (laughs) this guy like honestly this guy has just this very these the, the people in this movie have good faces. Chris. Yeah, he's got a really good face. He's got kind of a soothing voice. Oh like, my god! Like I, I would. He's like he's like a teddy bear grandpa. Yeah, well, I love him. You should hear him talk about dinosaurs. Yeah, because that's weird. <laughs> like he's like he's he's trying to allude that. I don't even... I, in like, retrospect, I'm not even sure what he was trying to imply. He, yeah, the implication is that a meteorite fell to Earth, or a meteor hit the Earth. And microbes came out of there and killed yeah, I guess, the dinosaurs? Yeah, like, I, I thought he was meaning, like, kind of suggesting the blob had done it. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought, too. But we find out later that that's not really the case, and he knows it. But, like, he's trying to to allude to this. He's like, the dinosaurs, you know, died out almost overnight. And yeah. It's like, I don't think that's how no, it, it happened, It was a dude. longer process, my man. Like, I, I think that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe maybe Dr. Meadows isn't quite the level-headed guy that I no. thought he was. He's uh, he's a little off. Uh-huh. And then we cut to the theater. Okay, there's the theater. Yep, we get okay. the theater. We have Kevin, Meg's brother, and his friend, whose name I can never remember, watching... Headphones kid? Yeah. He, he has, like, Walkman headphones yeah. on the entire, the entire time. time. In the theater. Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing, you little mutant? <laughs> Ooh! I'll punch you, kid. Um, but they're getting heckled, or not heckled, but, like, distracted by a person behind them who is, he's like, chatting. He's he, chatting to his He's chatting and spoiling the movie for them. And that's an issue. It's not great. No. Um, we zoom into the projector room of the theater where we meet, I'm sure, our new favorite character, Hobbs. <laughs> Uh, who complains about it being very hot? Yeah, in he the notices, yeah, because he notices the air conditioner has like, stopped, stopped working. Yeah, so or at we take, least the vent, the vent so is not he, blowing. So he anymore. calls the theater manager and is like, 
air conditioner's out, man. You're, no, it's not. You're fine. Okay. So he puts on his little glasses with headlights on them, mm-hmm. sticks his head into the air conditioning unit. The, the, the vents. The vents. The air ducts. <laughs> it's not as dumb as it sounds. It's the air ducts. <laughs> and gets blobbed. Yeah. And we knew it was going to happen. We knew it was going to happen. When the theater manager comes up and sees Hobbs, that is the most disgusting scene in the movie. See, I must have blocked it out. I actually don't remember. Where he's all like plastered to the ceiling oh, and he's like that's dripping right. down. No, that's right. His that's face right. is all stretched out, but he's still partially alive. Oh, and it, it is grotesque. Yeah, it's pretty graphic. Yeah, it, it is. Then theater manager dies. Blob's racking up a impressive body count by this point. Oh, it hadn't even gotten started yet. We haven't got started yet, yeah, but he's getting there. Um, we flash back to Flag and Meg in the woods with the scientists. Flag is wants to leave. He doesn't want to go with the scientists because he actually has good head on his shoulders. But they have a... They have a dog. They have an attack dog. <laughs> hazmat, a, hazmat suits guys have an attack dog. Yeah, who I'm sure helps with the microbe hunting. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, he's a micro, microbe-sniffing dog. Yep, yep, yep. Um, we get a little back and forth with Flag and Meg. We're at the, I guess, second act breakup with them. <laughs> yeah, they, they're they're in the back of the the paddy wagon. And <laughs> in the back of the microbe hunt mobile. <laughs> yeah, and, and Flag wants to leave, but Meg is like, no, let's be sensible. Let's just go with them. But Flag's yeah. like, no, I don't. I have a I, problem I, with authority. I have a problem with authority. So I'm just going to jump out of this moving vehicle. You can and come they and, never notice. Yeah, no, they never notice. It, it's, it's hilarious, like... When they get to their destination, they're like, come on out, ma'am. They're helping her out. And <laughs> they never like, asked, like, wasn't there a second yeah, guy back here? <laughs> wasn't there, what, what happened to your friend? Did you blob him? <laughs> Are you a blob? <laughs> you must be a blob. And now we get the, like, marquee scene of the movie. The, the theater scene. Right. Like, this is what I remember from, like, a lot of stills they'd show in magazines and stuff. When they do a trailer on Sci-Fi or USA, like, this is the, the this part is of the scene they pull this from. This is the scene they pull from. This is the blob. Like stuck on the back of the the theater, uh, overrunning the projector, the video turning pink, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's very yeah. good. It blobs the it blobs the it blobs entire the chatty guy first. Yep. And, uh, the kids the kids run out. They are able to escape, mm-hmm. but uh, this entire scene, like, uh, if you suffer from epilepsy, I just skip it. Yeah, it gets uh, pretty flashy. It's very very flashy. It's strobe lights for yeah. like. Yeah. A solid, like, five minutes. I had to look away from, from it for a few moments in, in scenes, but, yeah. It's still, like, a, a good scene. Meg goes to the theater to rescue her brother and her brother's friend. They duck down into the sewer. The blob follows them, dissolves a chunk of Meg's hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, like, grabs her by the hair. And I remember even, again, I had that thought. And it's just like, wouldn't it dissolve through? Oh, don't, there it goes. Yep. <laughs> there it goes. They they actually put a lot of thought into what the blob can do like, and how it interacts and how it with interacts. Like they they described it generally as an inside out stomach. Sure, is like how it operates, mm-hmm. and that gives them a lot of really fun possibilities with something like that. And they take full advantage of it. Absolutely. Flag goes back to the woods, and overhears a conversation with Meadows and another military scientist person that. The meteorite that fell is actually a, like, satellite incubator thing, and the blob is a bioweapon. Yeah, they we are they in, were, they created it. Yeah. Um, we are in firm Resident Evil territory here. Yeah, uh, so it turns out that Dr. Trusty Face Meadows is actually a war criminal. Yep. Oops. We gotta get a leg up on those Ruskies, man. Oh, man. It's the oh. Cold War. But 
I just love that I've gotten my notes. Uh, who would win a surgically efficient government containment unit to protect the world from a mutated bacteria that they created? Mm -hmm. Or one sneaky 80s boy with a motorcycle? Sneaky 80s boy. He gets out of there. Absolutely. <laughs> of course he does. So we've got Meg and the kids sneaking through the sewers. They see a little rat floating by on his raft. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, raft van the rat vanishes oh. because the blob has eaten the rat. Yeah. The blob freaks out at the fact that it has eaten a rat and, like, comes at them like a wave. Yeah, yeah. And they run into a uh, catch tank in the sewers. Mm -hmm. Where the blob straight up murders a kid. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> again, wasn't prepared for it. No. Like, you know, you see kids in horror movies and you kind of assume that they, they have, have plot immortality. armor. immortality, yeah. Yeah, they got the plot armor going. And uh, no, not this kid. No. Nope, nope. He is murderable just like everybody else. Yeah. That blob has no conscience. Yeah. The, the kid comes out like first half digested looking like Jason Voorhees at the end of Friday the 13th. and Yeah. It, again, intense. And yeah. Again, very good practical effects. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. Was not expecting that. Yep. So Megan and Kevin are trying to escape now. Uh, a group of scientists, one of them being Bill Mosley, uh, shoot at the blob to try and rescue them. Then they're like, no, don't shoot at the blob. Don't do it. Yeah, you you might hit, you might hurt it. You might hurt the blob, but it's too late at this point because the blob has been attracted by bullets. I guess I I, I, I don't. The blob has its own motivation. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's enough time to allow uh, Meg and Kevin to escape briefly. Yeah, because then the blob starts coming after him again after finishing off the scientists, and we get Flag on his motorcycle doing some cool stunts. Yeah, it's a good thing he just. Happen to look in that one runoff drain. Right, right. Otherwise, this would have ended very badly. Uh huh. But we, we get a cool stunt from Flag where he kind of half pipes over. Yeah, he does that thing <laughs> that blob. you see in like circuses with motorcycles yeah, and yeah, big yeah. wheels. Or Ninja Turtle cartoons. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Probably ran over a couple Ninja Turtles in the process here. Oh, no. <laughs> they were eaten by the blob. It's okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Poor turtles. Yeah. Uh, but the motorcycle is no more. Like, it has mm -hmm. served its last. Um, Meg and Flag and Kevin try to escape, but the scientists are working to contain the blob in the sewers so that they know where it is, I and guess. Th and they're apparently equipped with bazookas for some reason? Yeah. Like, yeah. One, of the, one of the scientists in the sewers just has a bazooka. It, the RPG is a common sciencing tool. I, oh, man. I, I'm just so out of touch with yeah. what, what was standard issue in the 80s, I guess. Yeah. Well, Flag, like manages to RPG his way out of the sewer and then everyone points guns at everyone else because we've got we've got a flag with a gun we've got scientists with guns we've got the deputy with a yeah. gun everyone is pointing guns at everyone else and shouting a lot yeah but it's a bad time to do that because there's a blob around I don't know if you remember this <laughs> it's in there's the a blob around it is in the sewers it's it right is, under your feet it's right under them and it makes itself known by uh, kind of slurping down on a good old Meadows sandwich <laughs> Like yeah, going inside of his suit and like. Yeah, it, it, in in this scene, I noticed that it has quite the reach. Like its yeah, pseudopods, that like, thing's stretchy. It, it pops out of that sewer and just reaches over and yeah. just grabs Meadows. Yeah. And at this point, I think all the scientists realize that their suits are not doing a goddamn thing for mm -hmm. them because they all take their helmets off. <laughs> 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 to be fair, I would do do the exact same thing in the same situation. Yeah. yeah. So. They open fire on the blob. Because uh, bullets kill Gak, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, then they uh, drop some shaping charges down there and try to blow it up. This dude is, like, the 
secondary scientist guy is super convinced that he's got the blobs number at this yeah, point. Yeah, he's he's very confident. Yeah, he's that, like, that all right, we got that critter. Explosions is, kill everything. Yeah, this is a job well done, everyone. Let's go get our medals. Yep, yep. He's ready for that ceremony. Yeah. Uh, but the problem is it did not, in fact, destroy the blob. It made it mad and made it big. <laughs> yeah, the, the blob isn't flammable. No, the, the blob is now kaiju size. Yeah, it's, it's big. It's a big, big. big blob. It's a good effect. Uh, they use flamethrowers on it. It don't... No, because the blob isn't flammable. Nope. But the Reverend is. The Reverend is super flammable. Look at that man burn. <laughs> like I said, he's got such a small part in this. He just shows up and yeah. reacts to things and gets lit on fire. Right. Well, I mean, when he first shows up and, and he pops his head around yeah. over his flag shoulders, like my first instinct would be like, Oh, this is just a side character, but right. the look on his face communicated to me that no, this is a man I need to remember. Yeah, and thanks to the direction, the acting, the whatever, like yeah. I remember him. Yeah, he's yeah. a memorable character. Well, they they put out the uh, the Reverend with a fire extinguisher, uh, which brings back the fact that the Blob does not like cold. So they chase him around with uh, fire extinguishers for a little bit until they run out. Everyone retreats to town hall. Uh, they barricade themselves in. The deputy gets straight up sucked through a bookcase, through a window. Yeah, he gets folded in half folded by Folded in half. It is... Yeah. Yeah, like it's, yeah. It, Again, it, like, a lot of these deaths remind me a little of, like, the gratuity of Saw. Yeah, Saw yeah. Used to bring those up again. Like, um, <laughs> that, it's intense. It's it, just... It's crazy. Yeah. It, it, the fact that it's so fast, too, just plap. Yep. He gets sucked right through. Yep. Uh, Flag returns to Town Hall, driving the Snowmaker. I knew it was going to come up again. I called that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really fair? You've seen the movie before. I know. But st- <laughs> like, they make such a big deal of like yeah. showing it at the beginning and the whole, like, oh, it's it's going to snow. It's, it's mm-hmm. a false summer. It's not real. Yeah, I, th- I do think it's worth mentioning that this they did establish this thing as, like, it's not just kind of like a, a weird MacGuffin. Um, yeah, yeah. They, they do mention in many many times in the movie that this town is actually a ski town. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just they're waiting for it to get cold enough in snow for that to come in. Mm-hmm. So so there's precedent for this thing to exist. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, it's not just there for that. no reason at all, but it's they still just, like, right. they show it. Right. Like, it's it's the gun on the mantelpiece. It's yeah. Chekhov's snowmaker. Yep, yep, absolutely. Until the blob flips it, anyway. Well, you know. And knocks the snowmaker tank the fuel tank? I don't know what that is. I, I don't know how See, snowmakers work. Yeah, neither do I. See. Like, it, it's where the snow comes from. <laughs> it's the, the, the snow tank. Yeah. And that gets knocked off. Uh, Meg blows it up, freezing the blob into uh, crystal yeah, you chunks, beat, beat crystal it patty. A, beat it with a cold explosion. Yeah. It's a Christmas miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. In, like, October. But, yeah. And everyone, uh, except for the dead people, celebrate. Yeah, like, I remember the mechanic walking Boss, in. Yeah. He walks in, and he's like, hey, I told you it'd snow. And it's like, dude, so many people died. So many people have died. Like, don't like, be all, try, don't try to be whimsy on this. This yeah. isn't the end of Independence Day, yo. It's, this, this, is, this town's population has been cut down by at least a third. Yeah, this isn't that. I mean, it's great that the blob has ended, but this is not a rejoiceful yeah. time. One <laughs> thing I have to ask is, what the hell do they do with it? Like, they make a mention of, like, they're they're taking it out to... Uh, scrapyard or something like that. I don't know. They, but it's... It, they, well, they would almost certainly have to keep it cold. Yeah. We flash forward to uh, unspecified time in the future. Uh, we have 
the Reverend doing a tent revival series. Yeah, he's all he's all two faced he, now. Yeah, because he's, got he's got burn scars. He's mm-hmm. got an eye that's all blind. Honestly, I think it did wonders for his face. He's no longer as creepy as he was before. It's kind of weird, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> no, his is nothing will top that first scene that he's in. And yeah, this... he's definitely got the like Raiders of the Lost Ark Nazi outfit going on. Right, but... right. Very much so. Yeah, yeah, with the the hat and the black coat and everything. It's mm-hmm. like that's what's his name from Raiders. I know mm-hmm. that guy. Um, but he goes. He someone asks about his sermon. They go back in, behind in his little dressing room, and he's got a thawed blob crystal. Yep, in a jar. Yep, and that's that's, that's where, where we end setting up for a sequel that never happened. Which because is too bad. wow, this movie did not make much money at box office. Oh man, yeah. What, what, what was it? Uh, it cost nineteen million to make. It had a nineteen million dollar budget. It made less than half that. It was made. Uh, what was it? Seven mil, I want to say. Oh, yeah, something box like office. that. It, yeah, not much. Poor, it, it, which is too bad because it was a really good. Movie. It's a, it's it was a, a lot of fun. great movie. Um, I think what what held it back was, for one thing, its connection to the original, mm-hmm. and the fact that it's a very violent remake of of that movie. Right. Of kind of a famous like drive-in movie. Yeah. Well, I, I get the distinct impression that they they tried to sell it as such. Right. They wanted people to go see this movie movie as almost almost like a snuff film. They wanted right. they wanted people to go there for the gore. Yeah. But I'm willing to bet that they could not separate the the original from Yeah, this. because the original yeah. if I mean again, been a long time and I've only seen bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember it being super gory. No, it's I just a, remember people go into the blob and that's it. Yeah, they, they just kind of it. It, they, they almost drown in it and it's like pink foam. Yeah, so it's like a bubble bath gone wrong. Yeah, so like the the polar opposite on the spectrum. Yeah. So I think that that's probably part of it is they just they fought against the stigma of the original and they, I, they that's dis- definitely part of it like I and I don't know like I don't know what it came out in the box office against like right. I don't know much about the 88 box office season unfortunately yeah but so. yeah it just it did not do good like mm-hmm. it's kind of redeemed itself on video and on cable and stuff like that even with some of the death scenes cut it's definitely become a cult classic movie and yeah that, that's why I know it yeah, but but that's also kind of why I didn't. Right. But uh, but moving on a little bit, one last little piece of trivia that I discovered that I was yeah, really yeah, excited yeah. about. Um, because I, I noticed while watching it, I'd, I'd stopped the movie I was watching it on Amazon Prime, and it gives you the full cast list. And I noticed that there was someone credited as Puddle Soldier. I was like, that's, <laughs> well, that's kind of strange. And, and his, you know, the picture that they used for the actor was, was kind of strange. It looked like he was in like a plaster mold or something. Right. Um, so I, I started delving a little bit into this, and I found a really, really cool story. Um, so the Puddle Soldier is a like a half-melted soldier who Meg flips over and takes a gun from in the climax. Like, yeah, yeah. She kind of rolls him over. He's, like, missing an arm and, and a leg, and he's just kind of, like, screaming. Yeah, he's, um, like, pleading with her to save him, I think. So I, don't, I don't remember. I can't remember. This is going to sound bad. I can't remember if, she's, if the soldier's pleading with her to save him. Or kill him. I can't. It's one of the two. It's, it's definitely one of the two, and it's definitely one of those things. But he's he's just a he's a background character almost. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but I found out that that is that is Puddle Soldier, and he is played by a man named Noble Craig, who uh, served in Vietnam in '69 uh, and stepped on a buried artillery shell, losing both his legs and one arm. 
um, after he returned to, you know, he returned mm-hmm. from duty, he actually made himself a career playing in various horror movies. Uh, he played uh, uh, Tim McGraw, uh, also known as the Snake Man, in a, in the film called S- <laughs> which is a movie about a mad scientist who turns people into snakes, because of course it is. Yeah, that's going to get on our, our list, I think. Probably. Um, he played a, uh, he was credited as a vomit creature in Poltergeist 2. Um, if, if you haven't seen that, um, I, Poltergeist 2, I don't think is a very good movie. It's, it's fine. But that scene right there, uh, with the vomit creature is incredible. Well, it was designed by H.R. Giger. Yeah, yeah. So I believe it. And that's who played the vomit creature. Yeah, that, that's just, it's a wild scene. Uh, he also portrayed the sewer monster or the Chinese wild man in Big Trouble Little China. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wild. Um, and he played Freddy Krueger in one scene in, in Nightmare on Elm Street 5, in which uh, there's a scene of uh, Freddy bursting out of a character's yeah. body, so they basically strapped Craig to this at the actor's torso. Um, and then he also played uh, a crypt creature in the movie Bride of Reanimator. I, I've seen the original Reanimator. I haven't seen Bride of Reanimator. I haven't either. But uh, but it's just really really cool. That this this uh, this disabled vet yeah. was able to make a really good name for himself in these horror yeah. features, doing um, doing creature effects. And uh, and he lived a pretty good life afterwards. He had kids, a good wife. Um, yeah, good for him. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, he has passed away. But. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that, that was just a super cool, like, little bit of trivia that I really enjoyed kind of digging up after we should, watching this. We should go through and watch this guy's filmography sometime, because <laughs> he seems like a cool dude. <laughs> right, right? I mean, and cool cool movies, too. Yeah. I mean, can't complain about any of these, so, it, heck, these may all be cre- future yeah. uh, Creature Crunch movies. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so that's that was The Blob. 1988. Um, 1988. Um, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break here, and then we're going to jump into the... Uh, crunch. 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 Let's do that crunch. Alright, so... Cruncher fight, um, Captain. Is that going to be the new motto? Like, no. no. Okay. <laughs> Cr- crunch on the cap. Because Kellogg's will sue us. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see them find us. Really, I really, really like to see them find us. I want to, I want to, I want to get out there. <laughs> Spread the word. Tell Kellogg's to listen I don't, to Creature Crunch. I don't think a lawsuit is the best way to get our name out there, it's man. It's free publicity. No, it's definitely not. Because <laughs> we will lose that lawsuit. But uh, so just like in, uh, we're we're starting to build up a uh, pattern here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris, you chose the movie, you covered the synopsis, and you handled the crunch. I did. Yes. Tell us about uh, tell us about your creation. Okay. Well, um, as apropos for a ooze monster, I took two different oozes and kind of smushed them together to make our our blob here, and then I made it like changed its stats around, made it a little tougher in places, uh, adjusted a lot of its weaknesses and stuff like that. Uh, but I took a few of the abilities of the black pudding and combined it with uh, an effect from the gelatinous cube. Okay. Classic D&D monster there. Absolutely. Um, it ha- This monster that I have called the Rosé Blob. Super Saiyan Rosé Blob. No, no, just regular Rosé. Oh. oh it's pink. My, my bad, my bad. <laughs> uh, it is a large ooze. I kind of based it off of its final form at the end of the movie. So it could 
go up a size level? I or? was I was definitely thinking that. Like I think that it should have the. Uh, I don't I don't know how you'd represent this in the stat block, but mm-hmm. I, I absolutely believe that the DM should have full license over to make this thing right. Virtually any size for yeah, everything yeah. from tiny to you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. This is like so. it's just a, a suggested size, I guess you would say. Yeah, suggested size large. <laughs> Um, with armor class of eight, we've got a average of 94 hit points on this critter and it's got speed, climb and swim of 20 feet. So that, that I love that you included a swim speed. We see it move through the sewers. Mm-hmm. Like we see it move mm-hmm. through the water quite a bit. actually. Yeah. I love that you did that. Absolutely. We've got, it's, it's definitely stronger and tougher than anything else. It's, yeah. It's got some pretty good strength and constitution. Yep, it's a little um, slow and it's mental stats are basically not there because it's Essentially a creature of instinct. Absolutely. It's not a a brain. Yeah. And now we get to the kind of more interesting stuff here. Uh, I gave it resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. Now, I notice that that is just all bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. Right. So even magical damage. Right. So that was intentional? Yes. Cool. Um, Because the the magical and non-magical is going to come into effect when it's for one of its abilities. Okay. Uh, it has total immunity to acid and poison. Sure. Which I figured made sense. Complete. And then it's got weakness to cold, because we definitely see that in the movie. This is yep. That one was laid out right for us. Yeah, and and uh, DMs of 5th edition will know that there are not a lot of creatures that yeah. have weaknesses, or uh, I think that technically the term is vulnerabilities. Oh, vulnerable, uh, yeah. But, I can't uh, pronounce that word. I didn't put it in. <laughs> but uh, very few creatures actually have that, which yeah, they yeah. usually have, like, I think the most common one would be like sunlight sensitivity, mm-hmm. um, but I'm I'm glad that you gave it an actual weakness or a vulnerability. Yeah. I personally like the vulnerability me, mechanic. Me too. Me too. It's one. It's definitely a tool that doesn't seem to get a lot of use in official Wizards of the Coast stuff. Like it's I don't know it's, why that it's is. something they're leaving in their toolbox, and I've seen a lot of. Fan-made stuff and a lot of third-party supplements use that. And right, right. Like, it makes I'm sure sense. there's a design. There's probably a design reason behind there, this. There, I, like, I, I can't imagine there's not. Like, but, but why have all these different types of damage if it's not going to matter most of the other time? Other than vague Effect. resistances yeah. every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, I, I definitely appreciate this little uh, tidbit. Yeah. There. Uh, it's got the standard ooze uh, condition immunities to blind, charm, Deaf, exhaustion, frighten, and it can't go prone because it's kind of wait. It doesn't stand. Yeah, it just is. Yep, yep. We've got blind sight of sixty feet and passive perception of eight. It doesn't speak anything except maybe glorp. Yeah, no languages. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is a challenge rating of five, which is one step up from the black pudding that I kind of based it off of. uh, Just because some of like some of its effects can be really nasty, and I did increase its damage. Okay. But it's got the Amorpheus ability, so it can move through any space, just like most doozes, except mm-hmm. for the cube. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got the corrosive form from the black pudding, um, so if anything touches it or hits it with a melee attack, it takes, and I like I said, I increase this from the black pudding, it takes uh, 2d8 of acid damage, and if it's a non-magical weapon that hits it, uh, it starts to corrode. Just That's standard like acid being thing. Sure, sure. Uh, it can eat through two-inch non-magical wood or metal in one round. We don't really see that too much in the movie. It kind of just forces its way through stuff, but I think it could do it. Yeah, no, it's it, it makes sense given its other properties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's got the spider climb ability, so it can just go anywhere. You're not like 
this thing is going to come after your players. Like, no matter where they are or what they're doing, it's going to come after them. Mm -hmm. Very slowly, but it'll get there. Sure. Uh, for actions, we've got a pseudopod attack, because we do see it reach out its tentacles and start whapping things with them, especially mm -hmm. once it gets big. Mm -hmm. And it does an average of 7 damage on a hit, plus an average of 18 acid damage, once again increased from black pudding. Uh, if it hits a non-magical armor, it starts to corrode just like weapons. So that that's pretty standard for acidic creatures. Sure, like, sure. It's like I said, I just increased the damage. Uh, the engulf is where it gets interesting because I did steal that from the gelatinous cube. Right. And just made it much nastier. Sure, sure. Because I, I think uh, our blob friend from the movie is a little bit nastier than your average You're, gelatinous cube. I, I would agree. So uh, when it takes its engulf... It moves up to its speed, which is 20 feet. That's not much of a reach, but it could definitely catch somebody unaware. Um, if it enters a creature's space, it starts to eat them. The creature has to make a DC 15 dex save to escape, which is up from the gelatinous cube. Yeah, and that's... That's, that's a steep That effect. is pretty steep, for sure. Um, if, they, if they succeed, they can be pushed away from it. Uh, if they don't, they get eaten by the blob. They get engulfed by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and take 18 on average acid damage. Um, when the creature is engulfed, it takes 24 on average acid damage at the start of each of the blob's turns. Uh, the engulfed creature can try to escape by making a, once again, DC 15 strength check this time. Once again, steep, but I think they could do it. Or you could have somebody try and pull you out somehow. I agree, yeah. So, um, I only have... Two notes. All right, really. what you got for me? So, um, I would say, like, okay, so we've got the pseudopod, and mm -hmm. you've got it having giving it a reach of five feet. You think it should reach further? We see in the movie it reach pretty well across the okay. street. Um, so I would either, and again, playing this, looking at this from a DM standpoint, like, it's not, it can only hit within five feet, and uh, it does not have a good, very high speed. Um, yeah. 20 feet. Uh, I could easily see the players just sticking out of its range and peppering it with hits. Okay. And therefore, ooh, it's easily dealt with. Um, so what I would say is increase the uh, the reach of its pseudopod uh -huh. and maybe allow it to grapple an opponent that it hits okay. with the pseudopod, kind of like how the Mimic can. Okay. Um, but also, uh, in doing that, increasing its challenge rating. Okay. Because this thing has the same challenge rating as the uh, Xenodrone. Oh, really? It does, doesn't it? It yeah, does. I didn't even think about that. But there are a few things that I was noticing. Like, the Xenodrone, when they hit it and it splashes acid, they're going to make a save to try to avoid it. Whereas this thing, they don't. Yeah. Uh, this thing they also uh, this thing also corrodes non-magical weapons. Yeah. And is resistant to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. I, It just feels like a more imposing threat. Okay. Then the Xenodrone. So I think it should be challenge six? Six I, I, is kind of what I was thinking. Okay. And then um, I would give it a reach of, honestly, a minimum of 15 feet. 15 feet? That's That seems doable. 15 feet, and then um, also allowing it to, uh, like I said, grapple. So if it does succeed with the hit on the pseudopod, um, honestly, I would say instead of... The, the acid... Yeah. yeah, well, in, yeah, instead of the acid damage, maybe it, maybe it doesn't do any acid damage at okay. all. It just does the bludgeoning damage. Okay. But I think that the uh, the target creature should be automatically grappled okay. by it. And uh, immediately, maybe maybe immediately, or maybe uh, just kind of just 
stuck to it but pulled towards the the blob. I don't know if that should be an immediate thing or. Uh, I, I like it being an immediate thing. Turn. Okay. Maybe pulled, say five feet towards it, ten feet. Um, or do you want to pull the pull, full fifteen? Full fifteen might be a little op. Um, five feet. I'd say five okay. feet. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, they can make a they can attempt a DC fifteen save to try to or like a fifteen a DC fifteen athletics or um, dexterity check to break free. Um, other than that, I think that that, that fits pretty good. Uh, definitely gives this thing a little bit more of an oomph. Um, yeah. Much more dangerous and honestly kind of helps separate it even further from the blob from the the other the, blobs the oozes, oozes in, yeah. the, uh, yeah. in the stat blocks or mm-hmm. in the uh, monster manual so yeah th- this would be a very unpleasant thing to fight like especially <laughs> I, I I really my heart goes out to the fighters monks and like yeah. barbarians of the party because they would be useless against this thing just do, do you think we should make those resistances non-magical I do okay. I really do um just because otherwise this thing's challenge rating, I think, might be a little bit higher. <laughs> okay. There but, we go. We uh, added non-magical, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. Because, uh, I mean, even even still, even with that, magical. it's... Magical. <laughs> uh, even I, with that, like, I... I your melee fighters are just going to have a hell of a time against this thing. Yeah. They, they're going to take one look at this thing and go, nope, and then, you know, they're well, going to back I could away. I can see this being less of a thing you put in front of your players to fight and more as a threat to get them out of an area or yeah, keep them out of I an could area. Easily, you could easily see that, yeah, or or maybe just like a race against the clock. Yeah, yeah. Um, so no, no, I really dig it. Um, cool beans. And then uh, I, I had fun thinking of this because like, there's not a whole lot of oozes in just the standard D and D stuff in in the basic rules in the monster manual. Most of them are in various adventures of some kind. So they're like, there's not a whole lot of them, and they do kind of the same stuff. Um, I was real tempted to try and find some way to simulate its growing ability, like the the ability of it to grow throughout the the thing. That ended up being a little too much. Yeah, and like yeah. I didn't want to have to adjust for variable challenge ratings and stuff like that. Right, right. Because I that's what, when I when I said that this thing was kind of modular in that right. a DM could have just make it different sizes. It, it occurred to me that it would have probably different stats for each size. It would, which yeah. um, might make for a, uh, a creature kibbles thing. We could maybe. probably do like maybe one or two variants of this thing yeah. for that, but uh, not creature crib- cri- the for, critter uh, kibbles. Critter critter kibbles. Yeah, which is on our Patreon. Yes. So uh, we, uh, yeah, that that that's it for the crunch. Um, All right, pretty easy crunch this yeah. time for so, a big blobby boy. Yep. Um, so next time, uh, it is my turn to pick a movie. And, and I uh, think I know what you're going to pick. <laughs> I think you do, too, because yeah. I've been talking about it. Uh, and it's it, I talked about it a lot during our episode zero, and yep. it's one that I'm really excited for, even for, if for no other reason than nostalgia. But uh, I have chosen to watch Carnosaur. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's uh, the 1993 Carnosaur. Um, so thank you all for listening. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, can't, yeah. can't stress that enough. Um, hopefully, uh, since this is our third episode, we've got a couple of people out there maybe listening to us. Yeah, hopefully. Um, so we are still recording in uh, chunks. Uh, or we, we are still recording a backlog. So yeah. uh, at the time of our recording this, we haven't even put a single episode up yet. Nope. But uh, we're, getting some, we're getting a lot of things set up. So mm-hmm. we're, uh, you we're can, learning... With each episode. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you can follow us at uh, Twitter, um, at Creature Crunch. 
Uh, we also have the Patreon Creature Crunch, where we have uh, so far just one tier, uh, five dollars. Uh, you can get access to our Critter Kibbles episodes as well as the stat blocks therein. Mm-hmm. Um, Critter Kibbles, of course, we just we take other elements from the movie, make stat blocks or dungeon hazards or what have you. Usually something items. we've discussed in some way in the in the movie. Yeah, something that appears in the movie. We're just gonna get put it in more with Alien. We did the uh, the the we did a stat block for the face hugger, or not a stat block. We the did dungeon a, hazard. Yeah, we did a dungeon hazard for yeah. the face hugger. We did a stat block for the androids mm-hmm. for. Uh, for Sweetheart, we kind of made layer action rules for mm-hmm. uh, the monster there. Uh, we're going to have something for this one as well. So, uh, so yeah, if you would, uh, if you want any access to any of that and help support this uh, this crazy little show, uh, we really would appreciate it that. It would be amazing if you've got an extra fiver a month, mm-hmm. um, you know, cup of coffee. If you can go without one <laughs> cup of coffee a month, just a single <laughs> cup of coffee. <laughs> just one cup of coffee can feed a creature crunch for an entire month. <laughs> <laughs> you can come on, be, come on, folks. Come on, folks. Give that cup of coffee to the creature crunch. <laughs> um, if you uh, if you want to reach out to us directly, uh, you can contact us at creaturecrunchpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, if you would like us to cover a specific creature movie, feel free to Heck yeah. uh, to shout that out and suggest it to us. Absolutely happy to yeah yeah to oh, look into that. Uh, we'd love that because uh, we're kind of going. Off of our own nostalgia and like stuff we re- like half remember. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've got a few movies on this list that I have. Oh yeah, I've we, not we've, seen we've and... got some good ones loaded up in the chamber. I'm not saying we're not, right, but we but can always uh, use more. But yeah, absolutely, we'd love to, we'd love to to get that. Uh, any feedback as well, um, if you can uh, leave us a review. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we really do appreciate that. Uh, and if you want to follow uh, our other things, uh, Chris, uh, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at the Library C. That's C E E. And uh, you can t- find me uh, at Danny underscore Hamsteak on Twitter. Um, and uh, if you would like to follow our other podcast, uh, we've got an actual play D&D podcast called uh, Shouting at Dice. Mm-hmm. Um, available wherever you find podcasts. Wherever fine podcasts are sold. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Uh, thank you again for listening. And uh, we will see you next week. Keep on crunching in the free world. What?